Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering, is this, no, this is not our last listener request. We have more. Oh, so many. But anyways, this is another listener request. Yes, I, I'm very, I'm very grateful to have this problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, it actually makes it easier on us because then we aren't scrolling through our page upon page of movie listings. Like, which one are we going to do now? Yeah. But anyways, we are covering Incident in a Ghost Land, which uh, was requested by Melissa. Thank you so much for your support and your request. We appreciate it. But before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today I am drinking... It's another Republic of Tea. Oh, I have so many tea, you guys. Like, I, it was a, it's still from the freaking Black Friday sale. It's like, I regret it, but don't regret it all at the same time. <laughs> you had a temporary moment of insanity. <laughs> Just like added all the things. Which is very common for me. <laughs> but anyways, I'm drinking the Republic of Tea. Uh, the TV show The Crown Tribute. It's a tea called the Princess's Peach Bellini. Uh, and you can see it's Princess Diana inspired. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. I, I So far, I really like the, the Crown Collection teas. They also have a Mandalorian collection or a Star Wars collection in general. But th those are pretty good. But anyways, uh, where's the ingredients, please? Okay. It's got black tea, natural peach, apricot, vanilla cream, and champagne flavors with monk fruit and peach bits to sweeten it. And I am drinking Bigelow Benefits Stress-Free Rose and Mint Herbal Tea. And Ooh, that looks good. Have uh, heard me talk about this one a few times. It's one of my favorites, honestly. Uh, but it's got rose blossoms, chamomile, hibiscus, tulsi leaves, licorice root, passion flower, skull cap, natural rose and raspberry flavors, rose hips, apples, peppermint, elderberries, and raspberries. <laughs> So all the things. All the things. In this. But it is a very light, relaxing tea. And it just feels refreshing at yes. the same time from the mint. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. Before we get into the summary, we do want to add that there is a major, major trigger warning Due to this movie, including content related to rape, abuse, and negative portrayals of those with mental disabilities, as well as the LGBTQ plus community. And we are trying to be as sensitive as possible discussing this movie. If there's anything that we say that is offensive, we apologize. We are trying to be as... Yes, as possible, because we know that this is a very sensitive topic. So, 
But anyways, so for... It's a can of worms, guys. It is a can of worms. We had an anxiety attack about, like, figuring out how to discuss this movie. We reached out to a friend and uh, got some some tips on wording and everything because it was just... And then we had to explain the movie and oh my god. Yeah, like, even explaining the movie, I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> I feel dirty. <laughs> this movie is messed up. <laughs> yeah. So the summary of this movie is a mom and her two daughters are going to their aunt's house who had passed away. And they are essentially like cleaning out the stuff. So they they go there. And on the way to this, you start seeing the dynamics of the mother and the two daughters and how there's uh, obviously conflict there. And so they get to the house and they're just starting to unload and get settled in when two intruders break in and well, sneak in, I guess. And they attack the mother, and while the mother is unconscious, they drag the two daughters down to the basement and start trying to do very unpleasant things to them. Extremely traumatic and unpleasant things to them. Thankfully, they don't show all of it, but they heavily imply a lot of it. Yeah, that even what they show, though, is too much. <laughs> yeah. But one of the intruders is in the kitchen, and it happens that the mother ends up being not dead, and she attacks them. And they make you think, oh, the, the mother survived, and they are, like, getting out or or whatever. And it kind of takes you through, oh, it's like, it's the daughter's grown up and things like that. But no... Plot twist, they're actually in the same situation. The mother was killed. The two sisters are trapped in the basement where the intruders take turns bringing one of the sisters upstairs to uh, play dolls with them in a very as nice of a term as I can put because there's literally dolls involved. (laughs) But yeah, that's the summary. This movie. (laughs) Yeah. So for entertainment, it is very difficult to rate this movie because not only is it uncomfortable pretty much the entire way through, but also the portrayals of not only like sexual abuse with minors, but also the negative portrayals of those with like mental disabilities and the LGBTQ plus community. It makes it very difficult to enjoy this movie. And from what I was looking up, the this is the same director that did a movie called Martyrs that has kind of a similar premise, apparently. And, and Tall Man. Yeah. Uh, which the tall man, I don't remember the tall man having as intensive content as this movie. Not quite, but there is child kidnapping and slight like emotional abuse. Okay. So there's there's some, it's just not near as hardcore as this. Yeah. So this director kind of has repeating themes in all of their movies, and I'm not really sure if... It's them trying to create subtext and like commentary 
or if they actually are trying to create negative connotations towards a certain group of people. But anyways, before I get too much more in depth, I do want to mention that one of the intruders is referred to as the candy truck woman in the credits. And it is not explicitly stated whether or not this person is transgender. So to err on the side of caution, uh, we will refer to them as an individual of indeterminate gender. But yeah, the, the, the two intruders, they portray an extremely negative light. And they also, it's like they have this uh, this individual, but then on the other side, the I don't know if they're siblings. It's I guess they're supposed to be siblings with a weird dynamic. I don't. They gave that kind of vibe, but they don't. Again, they don't really give us any context for that. It's yeah, just a couple assailants that are doing this. They don't even really get to show you the the article. Yeah, you get like half a glance at it. And that's about it. Yeah. So it's like they have this one person of indeterminate gender, and then they have this other guy who very clearly is supposed to have some sort of mental disability. And just like the things that they they have them do to these girls, it's just, oh, my God, it's so uncomfortable. And so, it just, so, so for a rating, it's... It's so funny because me and Jess apparently saw this movie previously. And so, yeah, we completely forgot. It's like, as we're watching this movie, they're like, this seems very familiar. It's very familiar. I could have sworn we've seen this now that I think about it. And then we're like, why did we forget about it? Yeah, why did we forget about it? Why haven't we watched it again? And it's because it's so freaking uncomfortable. And to me, I feel like the movie is trying to be more clever than it thinks it is. And the fact that it's so uncomfortable on so many different levels. I mean, I can see a lot of people with any level of sexual trauma just not being able to watch this movie. Um, Any person from the LGBTQ plus community maybe having a very uncomfortable or difficult time going through this movie. It's just, it's uncomfortable for uncomfortable sake. It's not... Yeah, not any reason for it they could have subbed in someone else for those roles and yeah uh, just as uncomfortable (laughs) i don't know why they had to go that route specifically yeah and apparently the director is also a little bit off kilter because one of the younger actresses got injured due to him refusing to have a prop i think as mirror or glass window or or something The glass door that she was banging on. He didn't use a prop. He insisted on using the real thing. And during that scene, it broke and it cut her really badly. And she actually now has a really big scar from it. She ended up suing him and getting some money back. But she's now scarred because he was an asshole. Yeah, so... Just with everything, it's just very difficult 
even trying to be as non-biased as possible with the the negative portrayals, it's just not that entertaining of a movie. It's just, it's very painful to get through. It's a movie that I didn't need to watch. I will never watch again. I kind of wish it never existed. (laughs) And so this is like my poultry geist. (laughs) Like, I'm honestly going to give it... A two. The The only reason why I didn't give it a one is I did like the concept of having like the, the plot twist with it's like, oh, she grew up, she moved on. But then like even whenever they did the plot twist and they take her back, they have her go back into that fantasy world where she's an adult. And I thought and th- they did it at an extremely intense part of the movie. Which made me really frustrated because the scene that she is in as an adult was very peaceful. And so I think they could have... There's so many movies that do like where they switch between like different parts of themselves, but they still keep it intense. They should have done something like that if they wanted to have her go back to that world. So it's like that. That was really the only redeeming quality of the movie. I thought that was a really cool idea. And it, it's one of the few movies that actually completes. It's like, it's not just like, oh, plot twist. And then the movie ends. Like they actually complete the storyline. And the the police in general were were more intelligent, which was refreshing. But I don't know. It just, this, this movie didn't need to happen. Especially the fact that it came out in, is either 2018 or 2019? 2018. Okay. Just the way that everyone, all of the characters are portrayed, it feels very dated and unpleasant. And if the, and also like, I know someone, we were kind of reading articles on like what other people's interpretations of that was. And some people were like, well, the fact that like the, the girls were put in the stall room, it's like, oh, women are objectified and stuff like that. It's like, even if he's trying to make the director is trying to make that commentary, it's like all, all men, all so many movies have already done that commentary. It's like by you making this movie, what are you adding to people's lives? What are you adding to cinema in general? It, if anything, I feel like it takes away from it. So, but anyways, I, I think it's just there's so many unpleasant things about this movie. So, yeah, that's that's my take. I'm interested because apparently you were surprised by my rating. So now I got curious on what your rating is. <laughs> well, first, I'm going to need you to take a deep breath. because, <laughs> And I want to make sure you're off your soapbox now because damn, girl. <laughs> it's, just, it's so frustrating. I agree. I agree. <clears throat> it is very uncomfortable to watch. And it's like, I don't know why they use those particular kinds of characters to do that. Again, I feel like if they swapped in literally any other person for those particular characters, it would have come across the same kind of way. So Mm -hmm. they didn't necessarily need to have that kind of negative stereotype. Yeah. And that portrayal. I it wasn't necessary. Yep. And, Um, and it was just an odd dynamic. So I don't appreciate that. I really don't. I also don't appreciate the sniffing. That was absolutely disgusting. (sighs) Yeah. It, uh, it's an oogie movie. 
<laughs> it really is. It makes you feel like you need a shower after. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> but at the same time, it's an interesting storyline. And I actually really like that the twist doesn't come just at the end and yeah. movie's over after you find that out. It's an integral part of the movie and how the plot plays out. Yeah. So I actually enjoyed that part. And I know it frustrated you when she suddenly went into this like peaceful party scene and all. But to me, that made sense. That was part of her coping mechanism. Yeah, so that's true. I get that. And I still felt the sense of urgency because you know that her sister is in the house. She was just dragged back into that awful situation. So you're sitting there like, is she going to pull herself out of it? Is something going to happen that makes her snap out of it? What's going on? You really feel the there's a deep tension there. And you get frustrated with the character and want to shake her. Yeah. Uh, to get something going, but it's understandable because everybody has different responses to that kind of situation. Everybody's going to have a different coping mechanism. So I get it. All in all, to me, it's an all right movie. It's interesting. It's extremely uncomfortable, but it does keep you morbidly invested. Morbidly invested. Yeah. <laughs> morbidly invested. So I actually gave it a six. I probably won't pick it up again. <laughs> I would be very content never to watch this movie again <laughs> with how uncomfortable it is and oogie it is. But I feel like a lot of the actors did a really good job in the role that they had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the acting is great. Played, yeah, the acting was, was really good. And they had really interesting dynamics, very, if not awful and creepy interactions, actual you know it felt fairly real interactions yeah you could feel the frustration of the sister who's present the entire time and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out how to stay alive and keep her sister alive um trying to get her sister to come back to reality so that she's not just on her own in this <clears throat> yeah but there are other things that kind of hit a little off and other things that hit really off. So it's just, there's a give and take there. I feel like, again, if they switched out some of the characters for, you know, not just off the wall, negative portrayals of things that mm -hmm. it would have made it a little bit less uncomfortable. It still would have been an awful situation and it still would have gotten a lot of the point across, but they didn't necessarily need those characters. Yeah, like being honest, I think if if it wasn't so oogie and graphic with the girls, and then of course if they changed who's portraying the the intruders, this movie actually would probably rank fairly high. But um, I was trying to be just. I know it's like it's like I was trying to be objective too. But it's so hard to not be biased when not only do we is like knowing the background of the the director and some of the fallout that happened because of the movie and stuff like that, and the fact that like it it's kind of a a horror trope to have 
you know, someone in the LGBTQ plus community in a negative light. And that has a huge impact on how people think about, um, you know, those groups. And so it's just like, I, it, and especially it's like, I tried to look up an interview, but the, the director is in Canada and he speaks, he speaks, I think it sounded like French. Um, and so on, I unfortunately cannot know his true intention. I mean, maybe if I, if his intentions were different, that would change my opinion, but Ooh, excuse me. So, but from the information I have right now, it just, it doesn't feel good to promote a movie that has so many faults yeah. to it. But, but like I said, if, if putting all of that aside, if, if there was nothing wrong as, as far as, you know, the stuff we've been talking about, and it wasn't quite as oogie with the, the late the girl stuff it just it, um it would rate a lot higher because it is like a very intense movie you 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 can tell that the sisters feel helpless but they also aren't uh they're not like layover and let things happen characters like they're actively doing what they can to fight while while also trying to preserve their life as yeah. long as they can and um help each other so it's like there, there's definitely. I mean, no movie is going to have a hundred percent negative aspects to it. Um, that's a, if that ever happens, that's a big accomplishment. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just. Ugh. Anyways, argument could be made for poultry geist. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I, I agree. Like it, it definitely could have been better. It could have been way better, but. I do see kind of, again, trying to be objective and not trying to take certain things to heart. Mm -hmm. Like if I if I set aside that those kinds of characters and try to think, you know, nothing is meant by it. It's just what they chose. And it's just assailants. That's how I'm going to view them. Yeah. Then it's it's a decent movie. It's extremely uncomfortable just with everything that's going on with the girls, but it's still a decent movie. Mm -hmm. And I guess and it was done in an interesting way and with decent acting. Yeah. Very so, decent acting. I guess to be fair, it does take a lot of good direction to make a movie that uncomfortable. It does. It does. So they, they actually make you care about those girls Yeah. versus some other movies that we've seen, especially recently. Yeah. So you're really rooting for them and you you really don't like the assailants and you're hoping that the girls make it out okay. But it's, again, it's not one that I'll probably see again. But I'm not, you know, horrified that I ever watched it either. If If this is going to make you uncomfortable, don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be easy to make it uncomfortable. It'll get uncomfortable in the first like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those movies where either you're going to feel like you want a shower afterwards or you just won't like give a crap at all by about the movie. Like, I just don't 
see this movie creating a cult following. Definitely not. Yeah, it's just, it's it's okay. It's just yeah. not a... And I, I feel like this is going to be the most uncomfortable for women. Yeah. <laughs> just because of what happens to the girls. <laughs> well, to, I, so I did try the tea and... Them adding the monk fruit. I wish more tea companies would add monk fruit or some like fruit or something because it does add a little bit of sweetness just enough that's like, oh, it's very pleasant. My husband and I have actually gotten monk fruit extract. Like there's a liquid version and there's sugar substitute that you can get at most grocery stores now. And it's good. You need a very small amount of the liquid one. Just a couple of drops to make it really sweet. So if you do get it, careful. <laughs> Don't just like take the whole dropper in there. Just No, just legitimately just a few drops and you're good. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, whew, God. oh, stretch, relax. Okay. <laughs> I think I got the stress-free one. <laughs> so kind of like walking myself through a reading. <laughs> It's like overall, strictly thinking of the situation itself. You know, assailants coming in, essentially keeping these uh, girls under house arrest and doing super oogie stuff is pretty unheard of, but not like impossible. Like there, there are like in like, I don't know how many of our listeners listen to true crime. I'm sure if, if you're horror fans, you probably like true crime as well. It's like, it's in the, the serial killer, like true crime crap that you would hear like something freaky like this happening. Um, so it's like not completely out of the realm of possibility, but still fairly unlikely like uh, with this specific, like the, the doll thing and all of that, but it's like the the girls they act very realistically, the way that they they fight, but they're also trying to obviously they're not like a hundred percent fighting because they're obviously trying to preserve their lives for as long as possible. The cops are pretty realistic. The assailants, I feel like, kind of get the. A stranger's treatment where it's like it seems like they aren't terribly realistic it's really the 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 people that you're rooting for that act the most realistic i it makes sense that they would have the assailants act not quite as realistic because it's kind of like a nightmare scenario so it's like they have to portray them as these as the, it's kind of like the the Michael Myers treatment, you know, where it's like they've uh, the, they kind of put him up on a higher pedestal so that way he seems scarier. Like I feel like they kind of did a, not a, a lot more subtle of a treatment, but kind of like that kind of treatment. But um, but like the different characters and the reactions and stuff like that, I think it would be reasonable. To give this movie probably a five, I think just um, there wasn't like a whole lot of things. I was like, oh, yeah, that's totally unrealistic. I mean, it just all seemed relatively possible. So as far as the the general situation goes. So I give it a four. Okay, we're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see the situation itself happening. Maybe not with, you know... Again, those specific types of characters. Yeah. <laughs> but 
um, a couple assailants taking over a house that's fairly remote and then killing the the people of authority, namely the parents, and then torturing the kids. As awful as it would be, I could still see that happening. I don't see many of the kids surviving like they were mentioning in the papers um, because, you know, obvious reasons they could potentially identify them later. So I don't really see many survivors coming out of that. Yeah. So I, I counted off a little bit for that. But um, I do see the different coping mechanisms and everybody having a different reaction to that kind of situation. Whereas, you know, one sister is trying to figure things out and figure out a way to keep them both alive and trying to find a way out of the situation. And the other sister going into La La Land (laughs) and her mind is trying to protect itself and make her think that she is out of the situation and in a safe place and everything's okay so that she doesn't feel the full impact of the horrors that are going on around her. Yeah. And the sister that's trying to figure everything out being really frustrated (laughs) and feeling abandoned because she's the only one present and experiencing most of it. I mean, you see her face where she looks beat all to hell. And um, clearly she's taking the brunt of the the torture from them trying to protect her sister. And I'm sure she feels responsible, especially as the older sibling. But still, it would be very, very hard on her to to have her sister just check out while she's having to deal with all of it. So I get it. And it does seem very believable especially with their interactions and particularly when she's trying to call her sister back to reality. Like she's had enough. She no. needs help. <laughs> she needs her to be there. <laughs> so she's not alone in this and trying to figure things out. So, and then when she does come back to reality, telling her, you know, stay quiet, don't cry. He'll do worse things if you do. Just try to go with it. We're we're just going to try to figure it out. They want us to hide right now. <laughs> so she's she's figuring it out slowly, but trying to keep them alive. I also it's it's very very obvious that the writer slash director is a male because he has no idea how a period works. When the younger sibling gets her period Beth. in the the movie toward the beginning, Beth. Um, she has bled through her genes quite a lot and, um, she would have noticed beforehand, (laughs) but then they also don't mention it the rest of the movie. It's only at the beginning when a guy does his creepy thing that makes us want to take a shower after (laughs) and then chooses the other one instead because apparently she's currently not on her period. Yeah, Vera or Vera. Yeah, Vera. And um, But then they don't really give you a time reference of how long they've been there. So either they've been there long enough that she's no longer on her period, but then the corpse of their mother should start showing some signs of decay. If nothing else, it should have had like bugs in the house or something from, you know, starting to smell. Or... (laughs) She apparently just randomly stopped her period that was flowing like faucet before for no reason, in which case there's problem. (laughs) 
and they've only been there for, you know, a day or two. Yeah. With this issue. Which also makes no sense because then the sister figured a lot of that stuff out very, very quick. So it just there's issues with the timeline there. And a lot of it, I think, stems from the director not knowing how female anatomy works. Yeah, I was wondering, like, although, like, whenever she's dressed as a doll and stuff like that, I'm like, well, it's like you can only wear a pad for so long before. Yeah. That especially it, with that strong a flow. Yeah. So well, and then the oh, sorry, I was gonna say like the amount of blood too that came off on her hand, like with the it just yeah, it's crazy. And plus, it, you can feel you can you can feel it. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It was very um, excessive. In the movie, it it wasn't accurate at all, is all we're trying to say. Yeah. For those of you that don't necessarily want to hear about all this, it wasn't accurate. (laughs) It's all we're trying to say. Um, I also don't feel like she, when she was trying to get away, when she was taken upstairs, Beth, when she went to hide, like she... She did good in hitting the guy with the typewriter. That was a good choice. She should have kept going, but she was in a panic state. I get it. Whatever. Not everyone has our bloodthirst and (laughs) going. (laughs) You mean that he has your blood (laughs) bloodthirst? Please, you would have kept going too. Don't even lie. (laughs) I mean, mean, your your self preservation (laughs) gene. Don't even lie to me and say you wouldn't keep hitting him until he stopped moving. Oh, okay, that's fair. You got me. <laughs> but then uh, the other one comes up the stairs and starts breaking through the door. She doesn't, like, throw anything at, at them. She instead throws the heavy-ass typewriter out the window and then gets in the one place that's going to make the most noise. <laughs> yeah. In the mirror <laughs> with the loud, obnoxious, creepy doll. Yeah, because it's like if she had taken the man out, the the um, then they would have had one person down and only one left last person to deal with. Like that, uh, two against one. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. Well, with the sister locked in the the basement, it's it's one v one. But still, that's yeah. a lot better odds than you had before. Yeah. And you've got a room full of sharp objects with you know the hairpins and things from the dolls and heavy typewriter and shards of glass from the window you just broke <laughs> and. All men are a fun stuff. So, I mean, you could have done literally anything else. Yeah. And even if she picked a better hiding spot, like as cliche as it would have been, under the bed would have been better than the stupid wall mirror with the loud, obnoxious, creepy doll. Yeah. All I'm trying to say. So, I do appreciate, however, that the cops were not stupid in this one. That they did notice that something was off when they saw two girls running through a field dressed like that. They stopped 
they said that they were there to help. They could see, obviously, they were upset. Something was wrong. And when the older sister, Vera, said, don't touch her. Yeah. And was very protective of her little sister. They knew that something was definitely up. So the the female cop especially did very good. You know, stay back. Yeah. We're here to help. I promise we're not going to hurt you. We're going to get help. We're going to get you out of here. Was very calming. Took authority. And took charge of the situation. It was it was very good and very accurate. And yeah. the other partner didn't go too far, but he did call for backup and said immediately, this is what's going on. They got the location. And he's like, I want a whole team down there <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Not meet us down there in a little bit. No, now <laughs> we're going to drop them at the hospital and then we're going to meet you there. <laughs> Yeah. So if nothing else, even though they were taken back to that situation, they didn't have to wait long for actual help to arrive to get them out of it. And the ones that did come as backup to clear out the house did what they were supposed to. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't just get knocked off one after the other <laughs> in stupid attempts of, you know, doing the thing. So... I appreciate that. We don't see that often and I appreciate it. Yep. So, well, I I really hope for anyone listening that the, this movie may have may negatively impact. I, I hope we were sensitive to the situation and, and it's like for me personally, it's like story wise, like strictly the story wise, it's like, I'd say go watch it, but because of the negative connotations for certain groups of people, it's very difficult for me to promote the movie and be like, yeah, you should go watch it because there's there's oftentimes consequences to these types of negative portrayals. So I would it, say viewer discretion is definitely advised. Yeah, it's like it like if like, I'm not saying whether or not to watch the movie. Like, I probably would say don't watch the movie. But if you're really that interested, just take extreme caution. It is, it's a rough one. It's a very rough one. I probably wouldn't recommend it. if, Especially if you even think you're going to take offense. Um, if you kind of let that bit go and watch it strictly for the story, that is entirely your call. <laughs> yeah. So it it this was a tough one, but yeah. So, <laughs> but thank you for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. We would love to hear your input. Um, and if you would like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places that you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring available if you'd like to support us monetarily. And you can find all of the sites mentioned linked below. Until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye! Bye.